Nelson says they are encouraging voters to vote their values instead. Warnock's opponent is Republican pro-life Senator Kelly Loeffler. I'm Charlie Butts. Buyer beware. With the recent Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales leading to record levels of online purchases, criminals are now looking to take advantage with fake emails. Fox Business Network's Susan Lee reports. Given that we're shopping and shipping more this year, scammers smell an opportunity targeting shoppers with fake emails that you might think are from Amazon, DHL, FedEx, or UPS. Instead, these are fake emails asking for credit card information or injecting malware into your computer. Now, one cybersecurity company says that this type of fraud is up nearly 500% this year. Globally, over half of the emails are pretending to be DHL, then Amazon and FedEx. And a sample email usually looks pretty Pretty convincing using the company logo and typically includes a link for you to click and the message will usually say something like that in order for you to get your package you have to input credit card data or track the package on the link below of course do not click it according to checkpoint software technologies amazon is the most impersonated shipper in america with 65 percent of all phony shipping messages impersonating the e-commerce giant in final news this hour something that sounds like a joke only it's not. McDonald's is selling a sandwich in China that's made of spam topped with crushed Oreo cookies, prompting millions of Americans to say, I'm not loving it. Find more news at onenewsnow.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and be sure to download the free One News Now mobile app. Thanks for listening. Why is AFA still pushing the Target boycott? A better question might be why don't men belong in women's restrooms? And the answers are many. Women need privacy. Women need safety. And the big one, men aren't women. Target's policy is still to allow men in women's restrooms and changing areas. So the AFA call to boycott Target is still on. Oh, well, I just wondered. Help us keep the pressure on Target. Sign the Boycott Target pledge at afa.net. Darkness is not an affirmative force. It simply reoccupies the space vacated by the light. This is the Hamilton Quarter on American Family Radio. It should be uncomfortable for a believer to live as a hypocrite. Delivering people out of the bondage of mainstream media. And the philosophies of this world. God has called you and me to be his ambassadors. Even in this dark moment. Let's not miss our moment. And now. The Hamilton Corner. And hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stearns in for Abe Hamilton. It is a great honor to be hanging out with you this evening on American Family Radio. Hope you're doing good as uh, we get ready to celebrate Christmas later this week across the Fruited Plain and, quite frankly, around the globe. So we're going to have uh, a great little time uh, over the next uh, few moments, and uh, we invite you to uh, crank your radio up and uh, sit back and, and have a great time as we uh, talk about some of the big issues, the big stories of the day. You need to go ahead and write down this telephone number. You will need it if you plan on calling the program tonight. That's 888-589-8840. Again, 888-589-8840. By the way, my website is toddsterns.com, and we have all sorts of just terrific resources for you, including our free podcast and the free daily newsletter that uh, covers all sorts of stories the mainstream media simply refuses to talk about or cover. 
All right. Well, this is interesting. Um, our good friend Franklin Graham is not uh, one to uh, to jump directly into the political fray. Uh, he has been leading an effort across the country to lead prayer groups and support groups um, as we encourage Christians to engage the culture. But he was um, he he came out over the weekend. Uh, with a very interesting statement on social media, where he said that he believes that uh, that the election, the presidential election, may have been rigged or stolen from President Trump. And it is uh, it is a fascinating thing for Franklin Graham to weigh in on this issue, uh, because a lot of people feel just like Franklin Graham does. Now, look, let's be very clear here. Uh, it's going to be a long shot for uh, President Trump uh, to win that second term in office. There are still a few avenues, uh, but those avenues are few and far between. And uh, Franklin Graham uh, said, and I want to quote this, uh, he says, I tend to believe the election was rigged or stolen. Overwhelming majority of Republicans feel the same way. 10% of Democrats feel the same way. That's according to a Fox News poll. So what does, this, what does this mean for the rest of us? Well, it means that we have a problem in this country because clearly people do not trust the voting methods and the methodology. People have lost, they have lost the integrity of the ballot box. And that is a big, big deal, especially as we look to January 5th and that U.S. Senate runoff, those two races in the state of Georgia with Raphael Warnock and uh, going up against, uh, you've, got, uh, you've got Warnock and Kelly Loeffler, and uh, you've got John Ossoff going up against David Perdue. It is imperative that people get out and vote on Election Day. Now, I'm not here to tell you who to vote for, but I can tell you this. Um, I don't think the good Lord would ever support approving or voting for a socialist. I, I just don't believe that. And that's what we have um, facing us on Election Day, on January 5th, we have a choice between freedom and socialism. It's that simple. And very rarely do we have such a black and white election uh, in our country. But January 5th is it. So we'll see how all of this plays out. Uh, there are a lot of people of faith around the country that are that are in Georgia. Uh, just last week, I had the opportunity to be at Truett McConnell University. As a matter of fact, Abe Hamilton was there, along with Tony Perkins and Ralph Reed. Uh, we had three congressmen there as well. Um, uh, let me see, Doug Collins, Louis Gohmert, and Congressman Jody Heiss. And it was, a, it was a terrific night, and it was so exciting to see so many Christians, evangelical Christians, that wanted to engage the culture. So look, we're going to see how all this plays out. Either way, we're going to continue to fight the good fight, and I can promise you American Family Radio is going to be there uh, to fight that fight with you. Now, another big story, and we talked about this on my national uh, radio show earlier today, and uh, we broadcast that noon to 3 Eastern, and we would love for you to uh, join our audience there, um, and you can listen to it online, uh, the program online at toddstarns.com. We had an interesting conversation about um, about evangelicals engaging in the culture, and a good many evangelicals have chosen to disengage. Their pastors, their churches have become infected with critical race theory, with the social justice movement, and they have disengaged. 
the Bible commands us to be salt and light to the culture, but unfortunately, many churches are on a sodium-free diet these days. And I think that as a result of that, that was one of the reasons why the president did not get as many votes as maybe he should have from people who profess uh, to be followers of Christ. And it's especially predominant, this idea, this Marxist idea of critical race uh, theory, uh, it is especially predominant within the Southern Baptist Convention. Now, I happen to be a member of uh, the Southern Baptist Convention, and it is uh, very disturbing to see what's been happening uh, within our denomination over the past several years as we have watched what is, quite frankly, the liberalization of the, of the convention. Now, that doesn't mean every single church in the convention is liberal, but there are leaders who are certainly wanting us to head in that direction. And we've got to start calling these folks out. Now, this is fascinating because uh, J.D. Greer, who is the president of the, uh, of the Southern Baptist Convention, I believe this is his third term uh, in office, is a proponent of critical race theory. And uh, he is coming after people who have a problem with critical race theory and uh, suggest that we are intellectually lazy if we, if we call a critical race theory a Marxist idea, a Marxist concept. But i got to tell you something. I have a big problem with this. Nowhere in Holy Scripture does it say anything about you or me being responsible for the sins of our parents, our grandparents, our great-grandparents, or the founding fathers. It's just not there. And yet a part of this critical race theory movement believes that you bear the sins of your forefathers when it comes to race and race relations. And I just contend that is a sin from the pit of hell. I just, I, and it troubles me uh, that you have people out there that are basically shaming one another because of the color of their skin. And it goes a step further. There are others, as a matter of fact, we broadcast our program from Memphis, Tennessee. There was a very well-known church in this area, I believe a non-denominational church. They were actually holding a Bible study series, encouraging people in this Bible study program to confess their white privilege. And I'm still not quite sure what that is. I mean, when I was growing up, working my way through school, had two jobs, I guess I was privileged to have two jobs. Is that what they're talking about? I just don't know. But there's some very, very, very dangerous ideas being talked about in the pews of many churches in this country. And it was interesting, I was um, going through the mail over the weekend, and I was just so excited to get a brand new book from my uh, good friend, Dr. Paul Chapel. He is the pastor at Lancaster Baptist Church in California, there in Los Angeles County. He is also the president of West Coast Baptist College. And he wrote this book addressing this social justice movement that has been waging war uh, within the body of Christ. And the name of the book is called Witch Justice, Examining the Social Justice Movement in Light of Scripture. And you can uh, get yourself a copy of this book. Uh, just do a search for Striving Together Publications, and uh, that'll take you to uh, where you can uh, purchase a copy of this uh, terrific little uh, booklet, just $4. So I mean, that's a pretty good deal. It's a great little stocking stuffer, too. 
But Dr. Chapel, quoting from the uh, the Old Testament book of Micah, uh, chapter 6, verse 8, What doth the Lord require of thee but to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God? And Dr. Chapel goes on to say the modern social justice movement has raised significant questions for Christians who are committed to showing the compassion of Christ to a world in need. Is there a difference between social justice and scriptural justice? Does today's social justice movement share the same goals as God's command to his people to do justly? And he also answers this question. If Christians are involved in the social justice movement, does that weaken their testimony or give them greater opportunity to share the gospel? And so Dr. Chappell um, talks about all these issues. It's a small little booklet here, but incredibly powerful. And I think it's important for us to have some perspective on this uh, from someone like Dr. Paul Chappell, who is probably one of the best Bible teachers in America uh, today, and I would encourage you uh, to check out um, to, to check out his uh, his incredible work at Striving Together Publications. All right, I want to give the telephone number again if you'd like to weigh in. Are you starting to see this in the church? And if so, how are you guys addressing the social justice movement, the critical race theory movement? Our telephone number eight 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 five eight nine eighty eight forty. That's 888-589-8840. And I do have to apologize for my voice, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not used to the, the, the weather changing uh, here in Memphis is a bit dramatic. And uh, one day it's like 25 degrees and the next day it's 65 degrees. And uh, my sinuses are, are trying to catch up and I'm not sure they're, they're doing a very good job of that at all. Uh, but that's, uh, that's how we are doing things here uh, in Memphis, uh, Tennessee. Well, look, um, one of the other big stories uh, that we've been following are these um, these crackdowns as a result of the China virus. Have you heard about uh, have you heard about what's happening with the China virus these days? Unbelievable. We're going to get into that a little bit later on. We've got a break coming up, uh, but uh, there are lots of rules and regulations coming down, and a lot of people are weighing in on whether or not they're going to take this vi- they're going to take this vaccine. Uh, it is a big, big issue. As a matter of fact, here in Memphis, Tennessee, just a few moments ago, the county health department threw down the hammer, and it looks like we're going to be in a in a de facto shutdown for about an entire month. And they're telling restaurants, small business owners, you can't open your facilities, 25% cap if you have a restaurant, a 50% cap if you if you have a store. It's unbelievable what's what's going on. All right, let's get to the phones here. We've got time for a couple of calls before we have to take a break. Uh, let's go to David. You are on the line. Hi, David. What's on your mind? Oh, I just uh, really appreciate you uh, shedding light on those booklets. I'd like to get some of those and, and give them to people because everyone I talk to here, you know, there's uh, two issues. There's the social Marxism. And then there's uh, cultural, you know, they say it, it's actually called cultural Marxism. And I'd love to, you know, tell people about that and explain it to them, because I think people are just misunderstanding what's going on. Yeah, David, well, look, I'm so glad you called, and I would encourage you uh, to get a copy of this book by Paul Chappell, that's C-H-A-P-P-E-L-L. And he does such a great job of just of explaining 
these these really highbrow concepts in, in a in a way that the the average layperson like myself could, could could understand. But this is literally tearing apart churches right now. It's it's unbelievable, and it's 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 again this idea that you should be ashamed of who you are because of the color of your skin. And David, I'm just going to tell you flat out. For someone to believe that means that they believe God made a mistake. You know, we're all made in God's image, all of us. And it troubles me that you have people out there that think that you have to apologize for that. All right, hang tight. We're going to Ryan in Iowa, Andy in Georgia. Lots of phone calls, uh, and we're going to get to all of them. Again, ToddStearns.com. I am Todd Stearns. In for Abe Hamilton. Uh, This is American Family Radio. Got to take a quick break. We're going right back to your calls, and we're going to jump into the big, big conversation about vaccines coming up on American Family Radio. What would it be like if every person knew that they were created in the image of God? After two years in the making, American Family Studios proudly presents In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. There are only two sexes, male or female. If you're conceived with a Y chromosome, you will develop into a male. In His Image is a documentary featuring life-changing testimonies of former LGBT individuals. In my most formative years of development of sexuality, I went through a brutal time of uh, sexual distortion, molestation. Visit InHisImage.movie to watch In His Image. Well, everybody, welcome to this unboxing video as we unbox my hormone blockers. In His Image from American Family Studios is available now for free viewing. Visit inhisimage.movie. You're made in the image of God. I'm Peter Rosenberger, and this is your Caregiver Minute. Following a particularly brutal stretch of back surgeries, my wife returned to the hospital with an infection in her back. The surgeon told me that she would need to stay in the hospital for three months, endure multiple surgeries to irrigate the infection, and not be able to rise in bed for more than 15 degrees. My heart sunk while thinking of her, our two young sons, my job, and everything else that spun around me. I muttered out, I can't do this for three months. The surgeon put his hand on my shoulder and quietly said, you're not going to do it for three months. You're going to do it for 24 hours. As caregivers, we often live in the wreckage of our future, but those things we fear haven't happened yet. We have enough to deal with today. We can plan, but it's imperative that we live in the present, and as Jesus stated, sufficient for the day is its own trouble. This has been your Caregiver Minute with Peter Rosenberger, brought to you by Standing with Hope, a ministry for the wounded and those who care for them. There's more information at standingwithhope.com. Brian Fisher here with the Life and Liberty Minute. Republicans in Congress have one last opportunity to stop the crime of the century. That comes on January 6th when the new Congress must certify the results of the Electoral College. The election is not official until that happens. If just one Republican representative and one Republican senator oppose the certification of votes from fraud-ridden states like Georgia and Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and Michigan and Nevada, 
Congress will be forced to debate the issue and then vote. Mo Brooks has declared that he will challenge the results and needs just one senator to join him. Every Republican would then be forced to go on the record as to whether he opposes the theft of the presidency or surrenders to it. This is the last ditch. If you want to stop the steal, this is our very last chance to do it. Catch Brian Fisher on Focal Point, weekday afternoons at 105 Central on American Family Radio. Shining light into the darkness, this is the Hamilton Corner on American Family Radio. And I'm Todd Starnes in for Abe Hamilton. Great to have you with us today, folks, on American Family Radio. Hope you are doing well, getting those last-minute Christmas gifts purchased. And uh, we would love for you to join the conversation here. Go and write down our telephone number. That's 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. And we've been talking about uh, the critical race theory movement and how it is causing massive controversy within the body of Christ. Religion News Service uh, has a piece up, and there's, there's quite a bit of controversy within the Southern Baptist Convention over a statement uh, that has uh, generated hundreds of signers called Justice, Repentance, and the SBC. And this came about as a result of the seminary presidents within the Southern Baptist Conventioning, within the Southern Baptist Convention, rather, um, declaring that critical race theory is incompatible with the denomination's faith statement. And uh, that has caused all sorts of controversy. Uh, J.D. Greer, the president of the Southern Baptist Convention, posted a statement saying, quote, we must not default to labeling believers who parse certain questions differently, Marxist or racist. But that's exactly what critical race theory is. It's Marxism and it's racism. Quote, this uncharitable spirit is not only intellectually lazy, it is a sin against the body of Christ. So now you have the president of the Southern Baptist Convention suggesting that speaking out against critical race theory is somehow a sin against the body of Christ. Well, I want to go to the phones. A lot of you folks want to weigh in on this. Uh, let's head over to the beautiful state of Iowa. Ryan, welcome to the program. Hello. Hello, Ryan. How's it going? Ryan, you are on the air. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? This is Ryan. Thanks for having me. All right. You know what? Let's put Ryan on hold, and we'll try to get Ryan prepared to, to come back to us here. Uh, real quick, folks, as soon as you're on the air, let's get to your point, because we have a lot of folks that want to weigh in today. Uh, let's go to Georgia. Andy's on the line. Hi, Andy. What's on your mind today? Hello. How, you, how y'all doing? What's on my mind is uh, you spoke something about the white privilege. You said you didn't get it. I don't, I don't really get it where the left's coming from either on it, but uh, the true white privilege was family structure, uh, but we pretty much done threw it away, and I think we threw it away around the time we started, or actually my parents' generation started uh, or allowed prayer to be taken out of school and paddling has been done in school or discipline. Uh, that's the problem, I believe. Everybody always just teach family structure. Now, you see, Andy, I think, and I hear that a lot from people. They say, well, you know, the country started going down the slippery slope when they took this out of school and that out of school. And 
You know what the problem is, Andy? I think the problem is that moms and dads expected the school to do all of those things. In other words, the school had assumed the responsibility of basically raising kids and training up kids. And then we reached a point with the sexual revolution of the 1960s where all of that was completely removed and then nobody was teaching anybody right from wrong. And now here we are in a society where young people are graduating high school and they don't even know what their personal pronouns are anymore. I, I think it's a big problem. And I think ultimately this goes back to mom and dad uh, doing their jobs as as parents. Uh, Andy, thank you for uh, thank you for the call. Uh, let's go to Monty in Culpeper, Virginia. Hi, Monty. What's going on today? I'm Todd, I'm going to have to walk outside so you can hear me. Can you hear me? You're coming in loud and clear, Monty. Well, let me just say something. I've had the blessing to teach every grade from preschool into college. In an experiment, you have to have observation, evidence, and proof. These people that come up with these theories have no love of Jesus Christ to bring us all together. Black is so dark you can't see it. White is so light it's invisible. All my friends have beautiful color. Todd, what color are you? Well, I mean, I, I am technically lily white, I guess, pale. I, <laughs> you know what it is, Monty? We're all made in God's image. And, and it troubles yeah. me that you have people out there trying to divide us on issues like race and economics. It's, it's offensive, and I believe that is the, the, the egregious sin here. Yeah. I, I can't figure out, Todd, how white people that are called white, we must have migrated way to the North Pole or somewhere, and they, we got red-haired people, we got freckled people, but we have Jesus Christ people that are loved, not because of their color, because they're blessed by a savior at Christmas time. Come on, we couldn't even find the, the beautiful two planets that were supposed to come together here in Virginia. <laughs> Fair enough. Bonnie, thank you for the call. Uh, that is, look, it's, folks, I mean, you need to understand something. I grew up in the Deep South, and I know when people are losing the argument, what is it that they do? They immediately play the race card, and, and that's what's going on here. But the bigger concern I have, this is distracting us from the from the job and the mission of the church, which is to get out there and share the gospel, to minister to people. And it's very clear when you look at society, where we are right now, the church bears a large amount of the responsibility. We are supposed to be speaking and preaching truth into the culture, but for the past 20 years, we have actually been influenced by the culture. It's, it's, everything is topsy-turvy. It's a big problem. All right. Um, I think we've got Ryan worked out with the phone issue. Ryan in Iowa. Okay, Ryan, let's talk about social justice. What do you want to say? Hey, Todd. Uh, I didn't know if you heard me earlier. Uh, I actually left our church after uh, trying to have a conversation with my pastor who uh, went uh, towards social justice pretty strongly. Is that right? I'm, how did this, now, how did this all happen? Were there any warning signs or did it just happen all at one time? It's been kind of building up over the past few years, but after George Floyd, uh, it really started to to become bigger and stronger, and and so we kind of took a break from the sermons. And I tried to I sent an email out to him to try and uh, stoke up a conversation about it so that I could talk to him, and he wouldn't even want to have a a conversation about it. He said no. 
So, so we had to leave our church, unfortunately. You know, I'm hearing that other people are doing the same thing, and there was actually one pastor who quit his church because too many of his church members actually supported President Trump. Uh, it's <laughs> You just have to shake your head, Ryan, but sadly, I'm afraid many people, uh, including pastors, are, are blinded to, to what's happening and, and the dangers of these things like the social justice movement. Yeah, it's unfortunate. All right. Well, Ryan, thank you for calling in, and thank you for listening to, to AFR. Uh, let's go to Texas. Jesse hanging out with us. Hi, Jesse. What's your question? Hello, Jesse. Oh, All right. Hello, sir. Hey there. How, are you? How you doing? I'm good, good, good. Thank you. Uh, I just had a, a question. I've been trying to get a hold of Abraham Hamilton for quite some time now. I've listened to a show for a long time. Um, I just had a, uh, a question I'd really like Abraham Hamilton to, to, to answer, but I was going to redirect it and see what you thought about it. Um, so, um, how do I, how do I say this? Um, I was thinking that Abraham Hamilton, this might sound kind of crazy, but should run for the presidency. And, uh, I believe because with his background in law, that he's the only, he would be a president to stop all of this, you know, just crazy stuff that's going on. And I wanted to see what you thought about that. Unless you well, that. yeah, look, uh, well, I'm not sure, you know, I'm not sure Abe Hamilton would be willing to take a pay cut uh, to be, uh, <laughs> to, to be president. I, I know I don't know. I I do know this. Uh, Abe is uh, is an incredible man. Uh, he is a godly man. He is a brilliant man, uh, and he is an incredible scholar. So I, you know, I I think that he w- he would probably do a terrific job if that's you know if that's where the the Lord was was leading him. But uh, we'll certainly pass that along to him, and I know that he would certainly uh, be flattered by your uh, your recommendation. So Jesse, thank you for. Uh, thank you for the call. Uh, of course, now if Abe is now if Abe becomes president, he is going to need a press secretary, and I would volunteer for that job. I would love to be able to um, to fellowship with those uh, those lefties in the mainstream media. Could you imagine me and little Jimmy Acosta from CNN going at it? <laughs> that would be pretty entertaining. All right, um, let's go to Houston, Texas. Stephen is has been holding on for a while. Hi, Stephen. What's on your mind today? Hi, thanks for having me. Certainly. Okay, wonderful. Um, I uh, wanted to give a a comment on Black Lives Matter. You know, in the beginning of the protest, um, a lot of statues started coming down. And, you know, one of the first ones was Albert Pike. And Albert Pike, uh, a lot of the statues that they tried to pull down were from the Confederacy. And a lot of them were Democrats, right? And you have all these Democrats that are trying to pull down democrat statues but you know you don't hear the right talk about that a lot and you don't because albert pike um he was kind of the father of freemasonry in the united states and scottish right and we don't hear a lot about that from the right because freemasonry is built into our government but it's also built into our churches and so this this idea that a lot of the leadership inside the churches don't know what's going on is not true because a lot of them happen to also be Freemasons. So the the problem that we're experiencing right now 
isn't a problem with the world because we as the church are supposed to stand up and not be of the world, but, but we hold back the evils from the world whenever we're in line with what God wants us to do. But when well, the leadership within these churches follow another... <clears throat> Uh, sure. And, and again, you know, I, I hear what you're saying, and I don't, we're not really talking about Freemasonry, but I get your point. I think, though, when you look at, at critical race theory and Black Lives Matter, the BLM movement, what is the common denominator there? Where they are both, uh, both espouse Marxist uh, ideology. That's, that's the problem. And going back to, and you talk about the cancel culture, uh, Stephen, by the way, thank you for your call. Uh, there's a story out of San Francisco where the school district is looking to rename Abraham Lincoln High School. And the reason they want to rename Abraham Lincoln High School, the the committee that's in charge of renaming all the schools said that Abraham Lincoln did not do enough for the Black Lives Matter movement in the 1860s. The man who freed the slaves, Abraham Lincoln. So they're recommending that they rename Abraham Lincoln High School. You know, I wrote about this in my last book. It came out last year, 2019, Culture Jihad, How to Stop the Left from Killing a Nation. And I warned people, and it was a controversial book. I don't know why this book was so controversial, but it was a controversial book. And the reason why um, people consider it to be controversial is I suggested we were moving into a, a period in American history where more often than not, they would, society would tear down the statues, they would ban the books, they would burn things down that they disagreed with. If if your opinion differed from that of the mob, then they would come after you. And that's exactly what's happened here in the United States of America. Well, I've got to tell you guys about this story. Um, you know, I'm, I wish I could say I was a huge fan of contemporary Christian music, but I'm not as much as I used to be. You know, back in the day, you had, what, Stephen Curtis Chapman and um, Michael W. Smith and all those guys. Um, but not so much now. It's just, I don't know. The, the message, it's watered down. I just, I don't get it. Anyway, um, Lauren Daigle uh, has been, is popular in that particular genre of music. I am a big Southern gospel fan, by the way. I love, um, I love Southern gospel music. But anyway, Lauren Daigle uh, lives down in New Orleans, and uh, they were they were doing a big worship event. She happened to be riding her bicycle or something. I forget what it was. Anyway, they invited her to come up on the stage, and she sang us she sang a song, a hymn. And the mayor of New Orleans, Latoya Cantrell, a Democrat, became enraged. Now, as the story goes, the Miss um, Daigle, who's a very popular singer there was some discussion about inviting her to be on the ABC uh, Dick Clark's uh, Rockin' New Year's Eve show on uh, ABC. LaToya Cantrell, Mayor Cantrell, got wind of that, and she fired off a letter and launched a campaign to target Lauren Daigle because she sang a worship song in public in defiance of the China virus rules and regulations. And so the mayor actually launched a movement to get her uninvited from the uh, the New Year's Eve bash. And uh, she said, uh, Miss Daigle cannot and should not be rewarded with national media exposure and a public spotlight. 
this is unbelievable. Now, Miss Daigle has been very um, gracious in her response. Um, and uh, so, but again, the idea here is that if you disobey your Democrat leaders, they will punish you. And because she's saying at this beautiful worship rally, an outdoor rally, now she is being punished because of that. It's just unbelievable. And she's not the only one. And we're going to get into more of that uh, when we come back from our break. Uh, the breaking news out of Memphis, Tennessee, is they are pretty much shutting down the city. They're calling it a safer at home order. If you have a business, you can only have 50% capacity, a restaurant, 25% capacity. And get this, if you have a wedding reception, you can only invite 10 people. That's it, 10 people. And now we've got this vaccine. Here's the question. Will you take the vaccine? Eight, and again, our telephone number here as we go to break, 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. I'm Todd Starnes in for Abe Hamilton. This is American Family Radio. We have been in a combat zone and, and the stresses on, on soldiers come out quickly. It's an absolute joy to, to have the soldiers come back to you and say, man, you don't know how much that helped. It's a huge mission field. Exploring Missions. Listen Saturday evening at 6.30 Central and Sunday afternoon at 1 on American Family Radio. A prayer. Lord God, thank you for using American Family Radio to share your truth and love in this increasingly tumultuous time. Please don't let our love grow cold as we see wickedness increasing. Help us stand firm for you, even to the end. Help us to preach the gospel of your kingdom to the whole world as a testimony. Help us to make the most of this platform you have given us to promote your name, the name of Jesus. Amen. The biggest story this is David Wheaton, host of The Christian Worldview. Three news stories dominated the headlines in 2020. The spread and response to COVID-19, social unrest and violence over alleged systemic racism, and the presidential election with ongoing claims of voting fraud. All three issues are being used to transition America away from a Christian-based constitutional republic to a humanistic socialist state. But there's one story that's far bigger, announced by an angel who said, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Hear more at thechristianworldview.org and then tune in this weekend for another topic that will sharpen your worldview. Listen to The Christian Worldview with David Wheaton, Saturday mornings at 8 Central on American Family Radio. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them 
really affect their lives and their careers. Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. I've been getting a lot of email lately about the global pandemic. Is the China virus really deadly? Yes, it is. Is the China virus really dangerous? Well, that depends. 98% of the people who contract the virus recover. But there's another key indicator that things are not what they appear to be. Democrats and medical experts are not following their own guidelines, eating in restaurants, taking vacations, spending the holidays with their families, while telling the rest of us to hide under our beds. The latest, Dr. Deborah Burks, who not only celebrated Thanksgiving with her family, but did so with three generations of her family in another state. So here's what I recommend. Any Democrat leader or medical expert or scientist who violates their own directives and mandates should be arrested and charged with endangering the public. Unless, of course, the China virus is not as bad as they say. I'm Todd Starnes. The Hamilton Quarter Podcast and one-minute commentaries are available at AFR.net. Back to the Hamilton Quarter on American Family Radio. And I'm Todd Starnes in for Abe Hamilton. What an honor to hang out with you today. By the way, thanks for listening to my commentary on AFR. Uh, This little item coming in from Memphis, Tennessee, a bit of good news uh, for the Christmas season. Uh, You know, the Salvation Army kettles, they have those kettles out there, and uh, they have the guy dressed up as Santa Claus, and they're ringing the bell. And Well, there's not a lot of that going on because of the, uh, the China virus. But uh, in Memphis, somebody dropped in an antique diamond ring into a kettle in Germantown. And the uh, the ring was wrapped inside a little bag, and there was a note scribbled uh, in the bag that said, Help the Poor. And they took the ring to a little place called Sissy's Log Cabin, a very popular uh, jewelry store in the Memphis area. And it turns out that ring was worth over $6,000. So somebody did a wonderful good deed, and I suspect uh, that money is going to be uh, used in a very positive way uh, in the um, in the Christmas season. All right, let's get to the phones here. Uh, now, Janet, in, now, Janet, they tell me it's L.A. Is that Los Angeles or Lower Alabama or Louisiana? Louisiana. Louisiana. All right. Very good. You can't be, you, you never know, Janet. You never know. Some One time yes, somebody sir. told, I thought they were from LA, Los Angeles, and they were from lower Alabama. Who knew? They, they use it for LA for um, Los Angeles and Louisiana. Very good. Well, the Janet, Louisiana. thank you for clearing that up. So, all right. What is on your yes, mind sir. today? Well, I want to speak about the being, uh, being a uh, socialist, and uh, a lot of people that voted for Democratic, they didn't even know what Joe Bikeman them was representing or was going to do when they became uh, president in the White House. And now, you know, now things are being talked about, about the ta- taxes going to be increased in January and all that. And then I wanted to talk about critical races. Um People that go to church, a lot of people don't read the Bible, and that's why you're supposed to read the Bible. And they say read to study to show thou self-approval. Not just go to church on Sunday and listen at the preacher, and then if whatever the preacher tell you, then you believe it. 
So you have to know. And then the Bible about sins, that's when you keep trying to make somebody change or to do what you want because you're saying the Bible, the Bible don't tell you to do that. You're supposed to tell them that they're sinning and leave them alone because you don't have the right to judge them, only God. And then uh, where it says that um, if if you don't tell somebody that they're wrong, God is going to judge you for that sin just as much as he's going to judge them. And Janet, that's a per- that's a really an important point you raised because we we're, we've society has really conditioned us, and by us I mean the church. Society has conditioned us not to not to do that anymore because we don't want to cause offense. I remember years ago when many of the pastors uh, stopped preaching from the Word and went into the uh, the, the five point self help sermons. Uh, one of the reasons they did that was they you know they were talking to the uh, church growth experts. And, you know, they didn't want to cause offense. They didn't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable. And I have yet to find that verse anywhere in the Bible. Uh, Janet, thank you for the call. Great, great points. All right, um, let's go to Norman, Oklahoma. Blake is on the line. Blake, how are you today? Hey, how you doing, Brother Starn? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Yes, sir. Well, I just wanted to talk. You asked if uh, we would take the vaccine or, you know, you asked the audience. And I'm going to tell you I would rather die than take that vaccine. And there's multiple reasons, but I'll just give you a couple. One, I don't want someone else's DNA injected into me because it's from an aborted baby. And anyone that takes it is receiving the DNA from that aborted baby. I don't want that DNA in me. Second of all, uh, a friend of mine turned me on to... uh, Start, start just paying attention to uh, an unelected billionaire named Bill Gates. And I'm just wondering, you know, I thought, why would a billionaire be interested? Why don't he just go off and enjoy his billions? He's pushing this vaccine so hard. Well, he, my friend told me to watch a YouTube of a TED Talk of him. And on the TED Talk, he says, we could really reduce the population of the world a lot better if we could get a lot of these vaccinations. Uh, pushed and get people to start taking them. He says it with his own mouth. This isn't tinfoil hat stuff. So, no, I will not be taking the vaccine. I may have to lose my job because of it, but I I encourage everyone out there, please, before you take that vaccine, look this up. Look up what Bill Gates is pushing and look up who his father was along with uh, Fauci because Bill Gates' father and Fauci were, were good buddies. Well, Blake, uh, this is true that uh, Bill Gates is a big proponent of depopulation, uh, of depopulation. And I can tell you this, uh, I have no no qualms about telling you that I will not allow a guy who supports depopulization to stick a needle in my arm. Not going to happen. And and, uh, again, you raise some valid concerns here. And when you, you, you talk about wanting to, you would rather die than take the virus or the vaccine, uh, we are starting to hear lots of reports of people getting very sick as a result of taking the vaccine. They were very healthy. They take the vaccine. They become very sick. And now we've started to see, and we, we've been able to monitor this on our Facebook platforms, we've noticed that a number of these stories are now being blocked or removed from the social media platforms, Facebook and and Twitter. So that tells me they don't want people to know that there are some pretty significant side effects 
to taking the vaccine for the, the China virus. So, Blake, thanks for the call. Have you heard about this story? Grand County, Colorado. The coroner is is uh, raising some concerns about how the state health department is classifying uh, some of the deaths. Uh, as you know, there have uh, there's been a record drop in the number of flu deaths, pneumonia deaths, and I think heart attacks over the past I don't know eight months, and you can pretty much figure out why that is. But in Grand County, Colorado, the coroner noticed something very interesting. Um, Two of the five people in that county who died of the China virus, that's like on the death certificate, they died of the China virus. Two of those people died from gunshot wounds. So just understand what happened here. In Grand County, Colorado, two people got shot dead. I mean shot dead. And when they did the autopsy, they said, oh, the bullet didn't kill them. It was the China virus. So when you have people saying that, you know, and we've we've heard the report, somebody walked out and inadvertently got, you know, horrible story, got hit by a bus, and they said, well, the cause of death is uh, the, the China virus. And that goes to my broader point. I still think as bad as this virus is, it's not as bad as they're telling us it is. And some of you might be wondering, well, Todd, how can you say that? How can you say that? Well, I want to explain why. Over the weekend, we got word that Dr. Deborah Burks, the uh, the scarf lady up there with uh, Dr. Fauci, um, got word that after she told all of us to stay home and don't associate with your family and to celebrate Thanksgiving in isolation, you know what she did? She got in her car and she drove out of state and she had Thanksgiving with her family three generations of her family. Dr. Burks defied the very orders and mandates the rest of us were required to follow. But it wasn't just her. We now know that Andrew Cuomo did the same thing or wanted to until he got exposed. Uh, Gavin Newsom eating out at the restaurants where the rest of us can't eat out. The mayor of, um, of Denver, Colorado, going on vacation to Mississippi when he wasn't supposed to be. Do, do you understand what, what's going on here? I want you to think about something. If this virus was really as deadly as they, they, they've been telling us it is, and as contagious, do you think that Andrew Cuomo would risk getting his mother infected at Thanksgiving dinner? I mean, look, Cuomo's a Democrat. I get it. But I th he still loves his mother. I mean, he's Italian. He loves it. You know, they love their mothers. Do you think that he would intentionally go out of his way to get his mother infected by bringing her to Thanksgiving? No, of course not. Of course not. Gavin Newsom taking his friends out for a fancy uh, a fancy dinner in California? No, of course not. He's not going to intentionally. So that tells me that these Democrats, the people making the rules, the scientists, the, 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 the governors, the lawmakers, that they know it's not all that bad, which is why they're going out there and defying all of these uh, these orders and these mandates. That, that's just my thought, but I'd like to hear yours. Our telephone number is 888-589-8840. Let's go to Tennessee. Steve hanging out with us in the Volunteer State. All right, Steve, what, what say you about this vaccine? I'm not getting it. I listened to Standing in the Gap last night with uh, Ms. Cahill, uh, who's a molecular biologist. And she was call, calling the COVID-19 virus SARS-2. And uh, she talked about how uh, 
the vaccine got into our DNA, uh, got uh, the the RNA, which is the ribonucleic acid, got into our cells, and so anybody who takes the vaccine and uh, is you know con- comes in contact with the uh, corona uh, with the COVID nineteen virus, which you know she's saying is SARS too, uh, it's going to cause an over you know it, it gets in our cells and causes an overrebbing of of our immune system which causes you know if we come into contact with the with the covid-19 virus after taking the vaccine that uh it'll cause uh, cause an overrebbing of our immune system and uh which will cause our immune system to uh, to attack our uh internal organs and so uh that was on Standing in the Gap last night, and they have written transcripts of the show uh, for a donation, uh, any donation. And well, and, and folks be- can certainly go there at Standing in the Gap if you want to see that. And again, I, I mean, that may be the case. That may not be the case. I don't know. I'm not a medical expert, Steve, but I can tell you this. I've got concerns about this, uh, big concerns. The idea that this, the, the propaganda surrounding this vaccine Chattanooga, Tennessee, they've been hauling out every medical worker. Anybody who has a stethoscope is going before the cameras, and they're going live on TV, and you see them getting the uh, – they're sticking them in the uh, the arm with the needle. Well, there was one There was one woman, a, a nurse in Chattanooga. Did you see this? We have the video up on our website, toddstarns.com. They jab her with the needle. She's doing the interview a few minutes later, and you can tell she's about to keel over. And sure enough, sure enough, what happened? There, fortunately, there was a doctor there to ca- to capture the nurse as she keels over. But it was really interesting. In in spite of all of the chaos, the doctors were quick to say that the vaccine had nothing to do with it. It had nothing at all. To, she just this this particular nurse just has a bad habit of keeling over at a moment's notice. I mean, do you really believe that kind of stuff? I I don't know about that. All right, let's go to Plano, Texas. Leah is on the line. Hi, Leah. Welcome to the program. Hello. Well, I I heard the man who talked about uh, the show standing in the gap. I listened to that, too. And uh, Dr. Cahill had a lot of good information to give. But the thing that I highlighted from all that she told us, of course, she said, uh, do, as many doctors have said, do take vitamin D, and zinc, and I'd already, I already take it all the time in the house. But she said, be sure you do that in it because it will boost everyone's immune system. But she, concerning the uh, vaccination, the main thing that hit me uh, of what she said was that the viral protein tries to, in the vaccination tries to get rid of the, of the virus, but it can't. Um, in, in the corona Circulate, circulates and, um, and wants to get rid of the virus, and it starts attacking the virus, but it also attacks your internal organs. And she talked about the, the RNA factor as well. Um, I would recommend that everybody uh, try to find that transcript, the written transcript script that the a previous caller mentioned. I'm going to do that because... Um, it's hard to catch when you hear somebody talking and giving all these facts. And I was trying to take notes, but it was hard to get everything written down. So I want that transcript, and I want to share it with 
with people to let them know that the virus, uh, I'm sorry, the vaccination is dangerous. All right, Leah, we got to leave it there. That music means we've got to scoot out of here. Um, so, uh, again, standing in the gap, folks, uh, you can uh, Google that and uh, and read those transcripts. All right, wow, this hour went by pretty quickly. Uh, the good news is we're going to do this all over again tomorrow. In the meantime, go to ToddStarns.com. I'm Todd Starnes in for Abe Hamilton. This is American Family Radio. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio. Faith. Family. Freedom. American Family Radio. We all know you have tons of apps on your phone, but do you have the AFR app? Well, I don't think I can download it. No worries. The AFR app is available